Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is episode 41. Just when you think you've seen or heard of every type of food or drink there is, someone digs back in time to surprise us with an elixir that was used hundreds of years ago. And this one today was used as both an organic preservative and flavor enhancer. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and you know what? I really believe that it's essential to hear each other's stories. To me, it's what really makes a community feel like home. In fact, that's why I started the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's a podcast completely dedicated to helping people just like you get connected a little deeper with our neighbors in the greater Sarasota area. I do my best to bring you some of the most interesting business leaders, civic leaders, artists, and authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, and philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in this town we call home. My guest today is Tony Zook, founder and owner of ColonialShrubs.com. Shrubs, as Tony will share, is not the bushes and hedges we know today, but an old English term for an incredibly flavorful and fermented elixir used for a variety of drinks, marinades, and even desserts. I think you'll enjoy hearing Tony explain what shrubs are, where they came from, how Tony discovered shrubs with a friend who was experimenting with fermentation, why Tony decided to start his own shrub business, the surprising reaction people have when they first try Colonial Shrubs, where Tony is taking his business where you can buy colonial shrubs and much, much more. Thank you so very much for stopping by today, dear listener. It is my hope that you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Tony Zook, owner of Colonial Shrubs. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thanks so much, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I will say when I came across your product, I was really intrigued by it because as you and I were talking before the show, I kind of pride myself on being pretty broadly read on business and you know startups and all that sort of jazz. I had never heard of shrubs. And so I'm really interested to get into it. And I'm sure our listeners are too. But before we get into that, let me ask you, what is one thing, what is one thing most people don't know about you? Well, I wouldn't say I'm a history buff, but I like historical things, um, you know, just from traveling the country and seeing different areas and learning about the, the history of those areas. I've just always been intrigued by that sort of thing. 
No, that's cool. Well, I mean, it really lends itself to what you're doing right now, which apparently is a type of elixir that reaches back to colonial times. But again, let me ask you, what are shrubs? So on the simplest form, a shrub is a flavor concentrate. Um, They were actually used before we had refrigeration um, as a way to preserve fruit. The cool thing about shrubs and what kind of drew uh, my wife and I towards them is there's only three ingredients in the shrubs and it's all things that we're familiar with. We can pronounce it's the fresh fruit that we use or the pepper or the vegetable, some raw, yep. raw cane sugar, like a turbinado type sugar. And then vinegar. Uh, we use raw apple cider vinegar with the mother. So, so let me make, okay. So I have had your product. It's, it's really incredible. Thank you. And I, I'm not saying that, um, just cause you're on the show because of the <laughs> incredible taste, pro, uh, the fact you're on my show, but I mean, it, it has a great taste profile. I just want to make sure. So in it is you got vinegar, yep. you got sugar, you have fruit juice, correct? We actually, so part of our process is what we do Please, is we take the fruit and we cut up all the fruit and then we add the raw cane sugar to it. That does two, that does two things. Sugar is a preservative one. And it also helps to macerate the fruit, which is getting all the juice out of that fruit for us. Yep. And then we run it through like a cider press. So we start from the very basic fruit all the way then to the juice. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm on your website right now which is colonialshrubs.com. And I'm looking at the products and you have a lot of different flavors here. You have apple, apple pie, you have cucumber, jalapeno, grapefruit, cucumber, dill, lemon, lime, mango. I had the mango. The mango is really good. Thank you. Very Orange, much. pineapple, rhubarb, ginger, strawberry. And I, I think it's, it's just a, it's just a really, it's just a really fascinating uh, concept. How in the world did you come across this idea of colonial shrubs. Well, I have a good friend who um, makes sauerkraut and I was helping him here and there in the evenings just to give me something to do. And one evening yep. as we talked, he said, have you ever heard of shrubs? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I have them in my yard. And he said, no, no, the drink. I said, oh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. What is it? He said, just look it up, do some research on it. And that was it. So I went home and started doing some research. And a couple of weeks later, I went to the grocery store and I came back with the ingredients to do this. And my wife looked at me and she says, what are you doing? So I started to explain to her the shrub thing. And she says, you've lost your mind. Nobody's going to drink that. Don't waste your time. Well, being stubborn like I am, I wasted my time <laughs> and made a few batches, a few different flavors. I think the first flavors was orange and apple and went through the process, took them back to my friend the next time I was helping him. And he tried them. He said, those are really good. He said, you should think about making those and selling them. Yep. And it was Katie bar the door from there. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, I mean, so were you looking to start a business or? I've always wanted to be a business owner. I mean, I've owned business, yeah. small little businesses in the past. Yeah. I mean, eight years old, I was mowing lawns for neighbors and stuff, you know? So I always had that drive 
to do something. Sure. It was I'd never really found that thing that I enjoy doing, so to speak. Right, right. Well, well, then I guess go ahead and tell us a little bit about about yourself, your background, and whatnot. I mean, did I mean were you in corporate America or no? I, year- I I grew up in Illinois. Um, I've lived yep. I've lived in Illinois. I lived in Colorado. I've lived in Alabama, and now Florida. Um, I've I graduated. I got a bachelor's degree, and then from there, I never really knew what I wanted to do. It was kind of, I'll do this, mm. I did that. I was never really focused on one thing. I just knew I wanted, I always right. knew I wanted to have a business. So I was always sure. looking for that thing that I could turn into a business. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've had, you're the third person now that I've had on the show that's dealing with fermentation. Oh, interesting. I had Bombacha. Yeah, Bombacha Kombucha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob Manley, he great makes product. a great kombucha. Uh, he's one of the earlier episodes. And then uh, not too long ago, uh, Fermentlicious. Um, we had them on. They have, they're at the uh, Sarasota Farmers yeah. Market, and they also sell their product at uh, different, like Whole Foods and a number of other stores around the area. And whatnot. So, I mean, it seems like there's, I, I, I also know from a health perspective, it seems like I'm seeing more information about um, healthy fermentation, the, the, the uh, biome in your gut mm-hmm. and whatnot, the healthy bacteria, the probiotics and whatnot, and how fermentation uh, apparently is is not only a, preser- a method of preserving, excuse me, a method of preserving foods, but it's also a healthy um, method by which you, I guess you feed the the beneficial bacteria in your gut. So, I mean, was that, was that your interest at all, or was it just kind of the, the taste profile? Uh, that's actually where we started. My wife had been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And so uh-huh. in fighting that and trying to find out the things that would help her and stuff, you know, we realized that a lot of the things that we are putting into our bodies may be causing some of her issues, her inflammation yeah. and that sort of thing. Oh, clearly. Yeah, yeah, so clearly. That was kind of where it started. And, you know, I wanted to find something that she could drink that's had some health benefits that she could make kind of like a soft drink if you added some sparkling water to it, right? Right. So right. that was kind of my thought process in it. And that's kind of why I started helping my friend with the sauerkraut is, you know, I started to realize how important that really was for our bodies to have that good gut health. I, you know, I, I really find that fascinating because... Again, as we get older, of course, we're always trying to hang on to our health one. And I think there's just a buildup that particularly we in Western society are exposing ourselves to from the industrial food complex. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. If you go back years when McDonald's started, I think their initial tagline was they're here, they're in a hurry, they're here, they're hungry, and, and they're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And so when you develop products and processes around that mindset, you cut things out, which may not be able to, which, which just may not be as healthy. And, uh, you know, of course the fast food industry has really taken it on the chin over the last couple of decades about the the type of menus they put out and whatnot. Some of them have pivoted and they have healthier stuff out there, but I really think a lot of it just extends from, you know, just the modernization of, of America over the last, you know, 150 years. Yeah, we're, we're such a instant gratification society now. You know, it's we want 
everything. We want it right away. And that's one thing when I first started with the shrubs, you know, from the time we start to the time we finish is four to six weeks. So it's a process. It's not something that we can just do right away. Um, right, right. You know, it's the same way with the, your sauerkraut, your kimchi and all that stuff. It just takes time. And I think that goes back to that old saying of good things come to those who wait, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What, what's gonna be? Talk a little bit. Talk a little bit more about the process that you have to go through. You, you go to a commercial kitchen, I assume. Yep. Yep. Everything's made in a certified kitchen. Okay. So, so kind of walk us through that. I mean, what does that look like? You, you have to bring the raw product in, and so yeah, we uh, order our produce from local distributors. The produce comes in, and we get it all cut up, and we add the sugar, mix it out all up really well. Uh, we put that into a, I wouldn't, it's not a refrigerated room. It's a more of a climate controlled room. Uh, we put right. that in there for only about three or four days just to get those flavors and get that juice pulled out of that fruit really well for us. Once that's done, we, so, so is this like, I'm sorry, is this like a big vat that you pour it all yes, into? Exactly. Everything okay. sitting in there. Um, now, with, with typical fermentations, you don't want oxygen to get into it. With this, okay. oxygen isn't a killer, so to speak. Um, okay. So once we have the fruit and the juice, uh, we pre- we have like a old cider press. Yep. And we press all the, the juice and the flavor out that we can. <clears throat> once that's done, we add the vinegar and we put it back into the climate-controlled room for three or four weeks, depending on the fruit. And just let all the flavors and everything get get melded together, and let that yep. fermentation kind of that it's more of an acidic fermentation than a, a lactic fermentation. <clears throat> so you know, there's oh. different types of fermentations. Um, there's actually three: there's alcoholic fermentation, which everybody's familiar with, and then the lactic fermentation, which is like your sauerkraut, your kimchi, um, your things like that. And then acetic fermentation, which actually is just, it's vinegar. All vinegar, vinegar is bad wine, right? That's actually what vinegar means. So, and that is, uh, the acidic bacteria is actually eats the alcohol and that's what produces your vinegar. You know, it's interesting. I have started to use vinegar a lot more because two things, you know, I, I, again, living in this, Florida culture down here. I mean, you could go out practically every night with, with some, some of the folks I hang out with, but so, but when I'm at home, a, a couple of things I try to do is I try to use less oil and uh, less salt. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I have found two things that help me reduce the amount of salt I use is like cayenne peppers. I mean, heat, right. And the second, second thing is vinegar. It, it seems to me that it, when I use that in certain recipes, that that goes a long way to allow me to avoid taking in so much salt. Have you, have you found that out? Yeah. Vinegar, vinegar adds, gives you that tartness that we're all looking for in so many recipes. Um, so yeah, I would definitely agree with that, that vinegar could be a a substitute for that. Interesting. How have you used the product? Oh man, (laughs) I've used it from adding it to water or tea just to have a, a flavoring there. Uh, sparkling water yep. for a soft drink. Used it for mocktails, cocktails. Uh, I've injected the apple flavor into a pork butt and smoked that. 
I've marinated. Oh man! I've marinated chicken <laughs> with it. I've done seafood with them. You know, if you're grilling them, you just kind of brush them on there as you're grilling it after it's marinated in it for a little while. Um, I've actually. Yep. We had a restaurant that actually used uh, one of our flavors to make an ice cream and did their ice cream flavor with it. So it, it's really anything you can think of and to imagine. I've got a f- some friends that when they cook rice, they'll add some of that jalapeno into the rice to give that rice a yep. little bit of kick. You know, so it's just whatever you you can think of and you want to try. Give right. it a shot. Why right. not? <laughs> I'd love to, yeah, I'd yeah. Love I, to I, hear I, about the creative ways people use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking particularly, like I told you, I had the mango. And I really, I'm looking to make a marinade for seafood, whether it's shrimp or for a sea bass mm-hmm. or so, uh, that to me, it would work really, really well. And again, I just think it has a really cool taste. I'm, I'm not a foodie per se, but I will say it, t- it has a really neat taste profile because again, you get that acidic from the vinegar, but also has a sweetness in there. And then you get the flavoring from the mango or from the cucumber or whatever it is. I, I think it's just a really, really neat combination. Yeah. When we, when we do markets and we're handling, handing samples out to people and people are asking questions, the, the way I describe it to them is it's fruity and sweet with just the tartness from the vinegar, similar to like a yeah. lemonade is. Yep. And once people make that connection of that sweet and tart together, um, they're willing to try it. <laughs> now, now, one of the things you talk about on your website is the mother. Yes. When you make the, what is the mother in the process? So in a raw organic apple cider vinegar, uh, like a, a Bragg's or any other brand like that, when it's sitting on the shelf and you lift it up and you look at the bottom, it's got a bunch of sediment in the bottom. Yep. That's the mother. Those are the prebiotics and the probiotics, the good for your good gut health that are in the vinegar. Okay. And so that's the, that's the, now, but you don't really sell this as a health food then. No, we don't. We, we yeah. save it more as a flavoring. Yep. Yep. Well, I, everybody can get into trouble when they start doing that, but I think you, people can, can, can read more about the benefits of probiotics and, um, you know, kind of come to their own conclusions. But again, I think it's just, a, just a really great, uh, a great flavor profile, as I've said before, is this, is this now, is this, um, it's homogenized, right? I mean, because you, you process it at the end and then in, at a high temperature and then you seal it. So I, I assume it's like shelf stable and all is that it, sort yeah, of jazz. Is this shelf stable? Um, and it would be shelf stable alone, but just for safety reasons, we do do a low temperature, um, yeah, a low temperature, long time uh, pasteurization to it, so to speak, uh, and we keep that temperature low enough to where the mud we don't kill the mother of the vinegar. Okay, so so there is there like a is there like a like a like you have to hit a certain point in the temperature so that the probiotics are kept alive. Yeah. If you go above it, it kills them, and or below, you just you just haven't kind of hit the sweet spot. Then, yeah, for app for uh, the mother in an apple cider vinegar, the temperature is 120 degrees. Anything above that, and you risk killing the the yep the probiotic the mother part of that. So we we yep. keep it below there, and um, the FDA has a chart that you have to follow, and it gives you the time period at a certain temperature that it has to stay. 
And so then we have to, you know, we've got to document all that. And Well, that's really cool. So I've have made um, yogurt in the past. Sure. And so it's, it was the same deal. And then what happens is, and I don't know if it's the same process you use. What happens is, is when you get to the end of your yogurt, okay, once you consume it, you take a dab of it. And when you're making the next batch, all you do is just transfer a, I don't know, tablespoon or over to the next batch and you make it from there. So it's just, it's perpetual. Is, is this the same thing that you guys do or do you have, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the bacteria or whatever that's shipped in? No, we don't have any bacteria or anything shipped in. Uh, we just use any, yep. any natural bacteria that were part of the fruit. And then yep. it's the actual, the mother of the vinegar is what actually is kind of like your starter. What, what surprised you most when you got into this business? Oh. What, what surprise? I mean, is, is it is it because you know? I mean, this is a business. Obviously, you, you're 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 growing it and whatnot. And like every entrepreneur, you have to come o- overcome certain difficulties and whatnot. But this is kind of a an unique product, and it seems to me like you have an educational aspect of it, where somebody else, if they're again, if they're doing a hot sauce uh, business, you know, people know what hot sauce right. is, but. You have to educate them on on the shrub aspect of it, but but what's kind of surprised you about this business? That that was one of them. The other part is um, a lot of people when they hear vinegar, that's the last yeah. thing they hear, and they don't. That's it. Um, and I think right. that is is part of our marketing. And you know, when we're at markets and stuff, how do you get people's attention? Yeah. Um, one thing I you know one one thing I've I did do with uh, my signage is I have a big banner it says drinking vinegar and some people that draws them in other people they look at you and you get this look on their face like who would do that those are the people i want to talk to <laughs> yeah sure. you know, i want to grab their, their attention have them come over explain what it is once somebody's tasted it they understand it and they get it right um and I've had i so i sure many, did too because- i've had so many people that have said i don't like vinegar i don't like vinegar and they, I get them to try it, and they're like, "Whoa, I can drink that!" And that—that right. that was my goal: is to have something that everybody can enjoy and still get some benefits from it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when I came across your your company, and I saw all the different flavors and whatnot, I thought, "Well, oh, this is just flavored vinegar," but but there's more to it, right? I mean, because you do have the different flavors, but the sugar and the other aspects of what you due to the product, just give it a, again, just a, um, it's just unique it, and I really like it. it has, yeah. It has an interesting flavor profile. And a lot of people, the first time they've tasted it as a sample, they'll say, that kind of reminds me of a kombucha. And in a way it does. Um, you've got that tartness, you've got that little bit of a vinegar taste, you know, and, and that fermented flavor is there. Right. Now you sell these in smaller, what size are the bottles you sell them so in? I s- Typically for uh, retail and markets, I do a 16-ounce Boston Round bottle. Um, okay. Food service size is uh, $7.50. Or, gotcha. You know, your typical wine bottle size. Um, so, yeah, we, we do those two sizes. Now, before the pandemic and everything, we also did a what we called our junior, which was in a yep. two-ounce bottle. Um, yep. And... I had just gotten probably my last shipment of those in here for a while. So I think we're going to start to phase those out. Yep. So, so 
and and typically you're going to sell those. I mean, are you in restaurants? Are you in uh, I don't know grocery stores, or is that is that part of the frustrating part of trying to expand your your reach there? Well, we we started out just doing farmers markets, um, and from there we we met uh, a gentleman who was opening a distillery out in Lakewood Ranch, and yep. Got in with him. Uh, they, so they use our product in their tasting room. So when they're doing their samples, they're making their cocktails, they use our product. And they also sell it on their shelves. Um, we are in a s- couple uh, retail locations in Bradenton, uh, Reinspired Boutique on Manatee Avenue, and then Richard's Food Porium on Manatee Avenue. Uh, I, I did mention the Loaded Cannon um, out in Lakewood Ranch, the distillery out there. Uh, right. We're also... Just got in with the Tarpon Springs Distillery up in Tarpon Springs. Cool. So, yeah, we're going to start uh, hanging out with them, doing some more stuff with them. Um, yeah, so that, that's been the hardest part, I think, is getting... Distribution. Yeah, distribution, awareness. That's always a really tough part of any startup. Yeah, and, and the name of the product. What is a shrub? You know? Yeah, exactly. One, you know, exactly. So it's, it's been a lot of shoe leather, you know, Pounding the streets and getting places and dropping samples off and letting people try them. But you also, and again, I'm looking here, you also have a very nice uh, online store that people can buy directly from your website. And you have, again, you got apple, apple pie, cucumber. I mean, you do, you don't, when you, you use those terms like apple, apple pie, you don't normally think of those uh, as, as far as vinegar, uh, cucumber, dill, right. grapefruit, lime, and lemon. I mean, those are, those are great flavors. But you have this right on your website that people can order from there. What's what's typically if you place your order today? What typically? How long before they get their product? Uh, if they would place their order today, it would get shipped out tomorrow. They would have it Thursday or Friday. We always we ship priority, okay. so we get it there as quick as we can. Okay. Well, that's easy. Yeah, super easy. Where so so where do you see this business going? Where would you like to take it? Well, we recently signed an agreement with a distributor down in Bonita Springs. Yep. Um, so that's where our focus is now is, is going, getting that built up. And honestly, I'd like, I'd like to just take this as far, far as it'll let me take it. Sure. You know, I, I'm, I'm here for the ride. I want to have fun with it. And so far, I've, I've been able to do that. And right now, it's just you and your wife, correct? Yes. And... It's she, she's an RN, so her schedule is really crazy. Um, so it, it yeah, it's mostly me, and you know I, I do have another full time job right now. I've got plans right. are in the pipeline to make the Colonial Shrubs the full time job. So that's that's another big step we're working towards. Well, that's really really cool. Uh, again, uh, t- kudos to you as a soloist trying to build and grow this thing. It's not an easy thing to do. I've done this in the past, and so um, I really want to commend you uh, for starting this. This is a this is a unique product. I think that you really have something here. Well, thank you. And I and uh, again. Uh, it seems to me like it's the educational aspect, but once people, it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the old Doritos thing, you know. You can't eat just one. <laughs> right. Once you get people, you know, you just get try to get you get people to try it, and you see what happens on their faces when they when they try it. It's uh, it is different, and I can see where you could you you could have a, a much wider it is. Uh, distribution around and, here, and it's a, so much fun to 
to have somebody come up and they say, yeah, I want to, I want to try lemon. So they try the lemon and, oh, well, that was really good. Let me try, you know, and before too long, they've tried four or five different flavors and they're just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that, that's t- the biggest reward I get is just seeing those people's reaction of, wow, this is something I've never heard of before. And I like it. I enjoy it. And it's something that we all can do. Exactly. Exactly. And, I, and again, I think there's so many different uses for it. Well, listen. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on this show. This is colonialshrubs.com. It's using the traditional methods of our American forefathers. Tony, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate very much you coming on. And um, let's do it again when uh, I see you on Shark Tank and you're getting funding <laughs> for uh, you know a million dollar million dollar launch. Sounds great, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.